Welcome everybody to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast, which this is a special episode, uh, which you can see there's plenty of us here. Uh, this edition, we're going to do a marriage edition. So each one of us who are regularly here on the podcast, me, Octavian, DJ, and Demetrius, our wives are here with us. So everybody's going to introduce everybody. Um, I guess I'll go first since, you know, I'm talking right now. This is my wife, Crystal Fulton. You know, isn't she lovely? But uh, so do you have anything you want to say? Hi, everybody. Um, I'm new to this, so this is going to be interesting, but I am excited. Um, I'm just ready to get it started. All right, let's get it started in here. All right, so we can go ahead and go off to the next individual. He who feels led to go, let them come. Well, I'll go. Uh, this is my lovely, what's that, voluptuous? Oh, voluptuous. God, I knew it? you were going to try to use voluptuous. Just... Voluptuous. Mm-mm. Amazon, wife of mine. Oh, help us, Lord. My best friend, prep <laughs> partner, mother, wife, you name it. Uh, very excited to have her on. If y'all think I can talk, she can. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... You, but it's it's some good word that's in her, uh, and I, I I'm even more happy and even more elated to have her as my wife. And uh, you'll see what I'm talking about in just a minute. <laughs> Thanks for the warm welcome and great introduction. <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, I'm uh, the co-host is usually on Minister Derek and okay. Elder Derek. Thank you. See my wife already. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so this here is my lovely wife, uh, Minister Tor- Elder Tori, excuse me. She is uh, my best friend. <laughs> We've been um, dating for over 10 years now, or about to be, no, over oh 10 years. Oh my gosh. So uh, I it's, it's been a while. We basically grown up together. So especially mm-hmm. during this living um life as ambassadors we've grown in this together and matured together so it's been a journey and i'm just so grateful for her each and every day so i'm just glad to have her on here with me <laughs> well thank you all right well that's the introduction for well the small introduction to everyone but going into our first topic one thing we want to do is talk about actually how each of us met you know how we ended up getting married what led up to it Things of that nature, so you can kind of get to know us a little bit more because, you know, you'll be seeing or hearing since this is a part, oh, whichever way you watch, seeing here, a lot more of them. So do you want to tell how we, you know, I feel like the woman is better because I've been forgotten. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, I was doing a prayer meeting. Um, I'm sorry. It was a women's Bible study with Octavian's aunt. and. I met him through Get the Word, and I was at the time I had came out of my church because I was studying and reading the Bible, and I really had started reading about the traditions and how, you know, you're supposed to celebrate all these different traditions that weren't being celebrated. So I was like, why aren't we celebrating these traditions? And I wasn't getting any answers. Um, I was asking my past, well, people in my church and asked my mom and I just, I wasn't getting any answers. So 
anyway, when I was doing this uh, Bible study with his aunt and ran across Get the Word, um, I was like, wow. And I started asking Octavian, and I was like, so what's your ministry? Like, where, where do you go? And he told me about empowerment of faith. And I was like, I have to go. I, I just have to go because it's answering a lot of my questions that I had. I was like, I got to go. And so, but at the time we started talking and started liking each other. But at the time I was not dating. I said, I wasn't one. I didn't want to date. I was like, I, I'm not dating anybody. Um, so not until February, which was a whole year. So um, anyway, I came down in February and our first date was at Empowerment of Faith. And so mm -hmm, that. that was our first date. I did not know that. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt. That's so, I'm sorry. I just didn't know that. Your first date was at church. Yeah. <laughs> you muted me. But I thought that was really sweet. I didn't I know that. Oh, Sorry, go ahead, y'all. Right, that's ain't for real, for real. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, I had to come back. I was like, I'm coming back. And it was just history from there. I mean, if you want to share more, I mean that's just history from there for me. Um, well, I don't have too much more to add. I mean you know, yeah, I, I can remember you saying that you weren't going to date and stuff like that. And, you know, I was fine with it. But I mean, it, you know, because for me, I was kind of in the same situation. You know, I was just, I was talking to actually Minister Derek about it and just was telling him about, you know, I was talking to her, helping her learn the stuff, learn the word and stuff like that from the questions she was asking me. And um, I mean, I'm pretty sure DJ can remember. I wasn't, you know, worried about it neither. Until one day I had a conversation with him and he kind of like made me realize what was being presented to me. Like it was possibly my future wife being presented to me because, I, you know, I just wasn't thinking about it. And then when I realized it, it's like I really it kind of like shocked me. I was like, no, nah, this is not real. Like this, this isn't like actually what's happening because, you know, pastor uh, had told me one day in church, I'm sorry, service that um you know he pointed at me directly and was like if you keep coming here your wife is gonna show up soon and i was like y'all can have that you know i'm I'm cool <laughs> you know but then when it was presented to me you know it's, it was just like a totally different ball game then so i called pastor that night and was talking to him <laughs> and was wow. went off talking for like 10 minutes and y'all know how pastor is he was like yeah, cool. So yeah, that's not like that's what it is. So you know, <laughs> either you gonna make the choice or you are not gonna make the choices up to you. You know, so and I'm sitting there like, bro, I'm here from the Lord. That's all you gonna say to me? Like, you got like something else? This to big add. epiphany. Right. But you know, she knew she you know she knew a catch when she saw it. So oh, you know, and uh, yeah. you know, I'm happy I made the choice to uh, be with her too. You know. He so. told me, y'all, he told me that I was his wife, and I was like, uh-uh. Oh, this? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I, knew like... I knew what was up. <laughs> I knew what was up. It's so funny, Octavian, because I remember, like, you telling DJ about that, and mm -hmm. I remember we were, we were sitting in the kitchen, we were talking one day, and I was like, William, you know scripture say when a man found a wife, and found a good thing. And I remember, like, it was yesterday, you was just like, yeah, like almost like you like no, nah, I don't want to hear that, but yeah. 
I just thought it's funny how it came full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today, but he is amazing. Mm-hmm. He has he is just uh, that just his the wisdom that he has, that's what attracted me to him is Octavian has is just wise beyond his years. <laughs> way just way beyond his years. But anyway. Appreciate the alley oop, Pastor. Thank you for all the teaching. The alley oop. <laughs> <So>, <laughs> So whoever wants to, you know, go next, y'all can share y'all's story. The Andersons. The veterans. Let the veterans go. Veterans. Decades. They got a decade in the game. Um, Let's start. I, I started, and then I'll let you finish it. Okay. So me and Tori met in um in high school. This was when I was young, dumb, and... I'm not gonna finish. <laughs> I know the other part. What other part? Oh Lord! I, I, was, I was very immature. I was very just. I, I was 17, and it was. I don't know. I I didn't know what I was doing. I grew up in you know the age right before social media got big, and it was you know. Um. So we met in high school and we were both ignorant. So we were both. Uh, <laughs> I don't I like how the story starting. Wait, wait. <laughs> let me let me start it. Okay. Wait, let me keep going. Okay. It's all so bad. Just, just thinking back on it, I just think about all the dumb choices I made. That's all. But one thing about it was that I knew that I liked Tori, and so we met actually the first time at a football game, and. Um, That's not the- it's not the whole go ahead okay so at the time his cousin and my first cousin were dating and he saw a picture of me on facebook and we i had a girlfriend at the time well i wouldn't go share that <laughs> telling the halt. <laughs> but anyways he saw a picture and we started talking and then like three or four weeks later we met at a football game mm-hmm. and then we started dating a couple weeks after that yeah yeah and so we dated we um, met we started talking like September, was it September the 9th, that Labor Day. And then we started dating October 27th. I remember all this. It was in 2010. Come on, memory. Was... <laughs> and then we dated all through college. That was, that was, it was horrible. Yeah, it, it was, was very it was really bad. Because we did, we did a distance relationship. And uh, I know we're supposed to be talking about the good stuff, but we just ain't got there yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was... Um, we was just going through college. We we really weren't good for each other. Tori told me all the time she should have broke up with me then. But essentially, that's what changed me uh, when she broke up with me. And a lot of other things happened. It was just like my life just wasn't going right. And uh, I, I felt like I was going through a stage of depression and, and all that mess. You know, a lot of it was just the enemy. And so then that was when I submitted my life. Like I got born again. And at the same time, she went through the same process. And so, uh, you can go ahead. Yeah, so, yeah, we we broke up. Actually, we broke up the day before we were about to hit five Probably, years. Yeah. So, we broke up then. And then, here we come, December, like, early December, talking about we want to get married. So, of course, like, people thought we were crazy. <laughs> and then, we ended up getting married that following March. Yeah. So, yeah, we were young, dumb, shouldn't have got married. Because we just didn't have knowledge. Not saying we shouldn't have got married. But just at that state that we were in, we shouldn't have did it. So, but like, um, I don't know if it was Crystal Octavian. I think it was Crystal that said Tori was the same way. Well, what was not getting any answers? Once we got born again, Tori was going to church with me. 
uh, and I say church because this was a church. Noel was going to church with me, and uh, she just wasn't getting the answers. It was just so many questions she had, and uh, it, you know, they just weren't getting answered. And she asked me stuff. I'm like, I don't know. Like, just yeah, I used to get mad at me for asking them <laughs> questions too. Yeah. But uh, I remember like listening because I would listen to the Holy Spirit every night before I went to bed, and um, just sit there and just meditate. And I would hear him tell me different things that I'd be dealing with the Hebrew that I would, you know, uh, learn history, that I would, uh, it was just so many things that I was getting this lining up today. And that was when, um, you know, Tori knew Alicia, and you can go ahead with that. Yeah, so me and Alicia would met like a sophomore year. It was in one of them psychology classes. Psychology. Yeah, yeah even we got a story. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, she, I met Alicia and she invited me. And then I went and didn't come back for like two years. And then after me and DJ got married, we just, we would, we just start visiting. And I think we started visiting at the end of the summer and then we joined the following February too. Yeah. We supposed to be talking about how we met, not church. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they so same too, y'all. They real <laughs> But it ties into it because just to show everybody, that's how we became who we are today. And just getting married, you know, I didn't want a, a you know, a girlfriend anymore. I wanted a wife. I wanted somebody to build with. And when me and Tori, we, we changed, we both, right. we both changed. And so that's what kind of opened the door, uh, for me to be like, you know, I think this could work. And also I just felt led to, I felt led that she was my wife, but Tori would always tell me that we were supposed to be together. And I, I wasn't hearing it. I, yeah. Funny thing. I actually knew the second time I met him that he was going to be my husband, but I, I mean, I wasn't going to say that cause that makes you sound real crazy, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was, you were actually married before I told him that. So. Yeah. But we ain't gonna take up any more time. We'll let um It was nice though. I love hearing the, <laughs> yeah, the, the love story. Yeah. I was I really want to hear Octavia because I, I feel like we we're new knowing each other. And so yeah. I was I was always wondering. So I didn't know y'all first day was at church. So y'all y'all super saved, y'all on the super saved love. <laughs> and we were there. So that makes it even cool. Yeah. Like I feel a part of y'all's story now. Yeah, I didn't on even the know. y'all. Well, don't put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll go first. So we're talking about our courtship story. So it's kind of weird. At the same time, it's kind of, it's a full story. If you're going to tell the truth, tell it all. No, I'm just going to go right, ahead. Right, right. So <laughs> we've been married for five years. We dated for a year. Um, and it was, I was coming from a whole different background. I didn't really see people married like that. It really wasn't a thing. Now, I know I, I wanted to be married. I just didn't know when that was going to happen and how that was going to happen. But I did want to be married. So that was something that I was looking for. But at the time before we met, I was kind of on a journey of trying to find out who, who I was um, and which caused me to be all over the place. Um, but at that particular time, I ended up um, actually, well, I can tell this part. So basically, this is a, this is a transition from me and my mom losing her house from me moving into uh being homeless for a minute then moving into uh oh, we're going deep. a place yeah so because we're getting at the, at the okay come on uh so getting from a place from that then moving in with a family member and so at that particular time i was staying with them was trying to you know trying to find out who i was what i was going to do things like that um so that I, I end up going to her uh, the ministry so for those who don't know, Alicia's dad is the pastor, shepherd of the ministry that we all go to. So you can just imagine me talking to them about 
push it with their daughter. Wait, anyway, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm like, you skipping a whole lot. Okay, yet. go ahead, go ahead. But, um, what was that? Because you made me lose my train of thought. You just came to the ministry. Okay, I just came to the ministry. <laughs> came to the ministry with a tank top on. And, uh, oh my God. <laughs> Alicia was like, ooh. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, that is not what happened at all. <laughs> so anyway, I'm kind of fast forward. I'm kind of paraphrasing. But so anyway, came to the ministry and uh, I met Alicia. Kind of, we kind of met at Sam's. That wasn't our first date, you know, type oh thing. Gosh. But we kind of met at Sam's. <laughs> Like, just looked like, oh, that's you, and that's you. No! You, oh, Lord. So, anyway. Let me tell the story. We, that's you're telling first. it wrong. Keep it okay, real, brother. Oh, my to. gosh. Okay, so, first of all, that is switched. So, we didn't know. So, technically, we saw each other for the first time at Sam's. Although, technically, we grew up in the same neighborhood. So, I feel like we could have been seeing each other throughout life at Kroger or something because we literally stayed in the yeah, same neighborhood. Yeah, but anyway, so we saw each other at Sam's. I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was. And then, because like he said, he was uh, staying with a family member who was a member of the church. And so, yeah. And so, then maybe a couple months later was the first time he came. I don't remember seeing him. So for him to say that he's got muscles and stuff, I don't her. know what <laughs> I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but I do remember. Um, okay, you 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 messing the story up. This is how we first started talking. So, like I said, we, I knew him through one of his family members, and I ended up finding him on Instagram. Okay, I didn't go searching for him. Okay, let me let me clear that up. No, no, I didn't search him, but. He, posted a video and someone must have shared or something and i saw that he could sing and i was like oh my gosh you can sing and you know whatever whatever and so then when he started coming to the ministry and he eventually joined oh, i was yeah. over the praise and worship team so i'm like let me go recruit yeah, him yeah i remember that. so i asked him i said um so yeah so you've been holding out you know you want to join the praise and worship team that's how you the time, in church basically. that's not right no you want to sing? You it wasn't even session? like that. <laughs> this story too long. Okay, so, so because you 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 went from when you were born to to tell the story. To the so anyway, so so yeah, so that's how we started knowing each other was actually singing together. Um, and Demetrius was real. Oh, I was hmm. very. I had a very hard exterior. So he was mean when we were first. He was very mean and. <laughs> <laughs> of course I was mean because I was going through some things and I really wasn't trying to date anybody but mm-hmm. Alicia was um, she wanted to see where it went type thing mm-hmm. and, I, and I say pause you skipping stuff again we, we were we, gotta, we were me. friends okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> y'all should you look I tell you look, we're supposed we to friends. keep up on track we were we friends about 30 minutes for a whole year we were friends for oh. a whole year yeah we were friends for a whole year um, before, you know, dating or anything like that yeah, was true. even on the table. So we just oh, got to know each other. Right. See, we don't even know the story. Lord. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. clues. Yeah, that are kind of crucial to the story. But anyway, so we were just friends, you know, and but I do remember telling Tori, I was like, that's my husband. And that was like his little, like his nickname. Like I would call him my oh, husband. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you didn't. That's fine. So, but we really were just friends. And what I, um, 
what drew me to Demetrius was even though, you know, he was going through a lot and wasn't, you know, in the best place, his mentality and also just seeing him just transform. I remember uh, when I would, you know, when he was coming, he would always come with his big fat Bible and his, you know, notes. And when he was in, you know, he was taking notes, he was listening, he was taking it all in and just seeing him transform in such a short period of time. That's what attracted me to him. And so it just so happened that, you know, the relationship transformed. And so we started dating officially, what, and January? Uh, <laughs> okay, that was our first date, yes, Applebee's. But yeah, and then you asked to date me, and then he had to ask my daddy. <laughs> right, so can I say something there? And yeah. Then, and we're gonna get to yeah, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, basically, at that point in time, because we are talking about how we felt about our wives before we married them, you know, type of thing. And at the time, I actually was talking to somebody else, like on the side type what? thing. Because no, I was just having my options open, you know, like if it don't work out, then I mean, it wasn't nothing deep. But anyway, so actually through through coming to the ministry, starting to figure out some things and really get sound, uh, more sound in the word, I started to realize that, man, this she's uh, she's very compatible with me. And so it was just one night I was just driving. I was, uh, I think I was getting a fish sandwich from uh, Captain D's or whatnot. So you remember that, but okay. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let me call Alicia. Because uh, she, she ran across my mind, and the Holy Spirit basically was saying, like, you need to get it, get it together. And so I called her that night in uh, Captain D's parking lot. So I, I gave her a fish sandwich for you. Uh, <laughs> 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 but I called her, and that was the day that we met at Applebee's. And that was our and first day. I remember going into Applebee's. A guy came out, he was opening the door for us, and he was like, man, that's your wife. And I was like, yeah, who? I don't even know you, so just keep walking. And so we went in, and we, uh, <laughs> we talked. <laughs> we talked, and I was like, man, I just couldn't stop looking at her like, man, this, I, I, believe, I can believe this, this will be my wife. And so he would look at me like I was a piece of meat. Like it was, it, was, it really was different. I was like, what has gotten into you? Like that really was. Mm -hmm. And then he began to share with me, you know, like what he said or whatever. Right. So that was our official first date. You know, then we started mar uh, started marrying and all. Then between that and the time we got engaged, yeah, we dated a, a, a year. He he proposed exactly a year after we started dating. Um, but before that, we're we gonna have to tell the other part on another day because y'all know Dr. Smith, yeah. So we're gonna have to tell that part that. another day. We I had really... to meet him in a private setting. And ask him to <laughs> he was like, So y'all getting married tomorrow or when? He so was like, That's the get purpose this show it. on the road. He, um, no, actually, he said, If you're serious about this, here's he a list of books. books that you need to read, yeah. and then once you've read them, come back. He basically was like, no, he didn't tell him yes. He was basically like, you need to do this first. And then I need to know, you know, what your intentions are. Because he didn't ask to marry me. He was just like, can I date her? Yeah, of course. He you. was like, ain't no point in dating if you're not getting married. So y'all yeah, know how, how that is. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah. that's how that went. And then we've been married five years Five years, years later. Best, best almost, thing happened almost. to me. I have uh, grown so much. I'm sure she's grown so much. Mm -hmm. To be in a place and just to see life so full and be uh, joyous about it and at peace and to really have someone you're not worried when they step out when they go out the door you're not worried about them doing anything crazy they got your best interest at heart you know things like that so we going on five years it'll be um next month on the third it will be our fifth year and it's just been amazing there so 
Uh, sorry, I talked too long. Yeah, sorry, y'all. Y'all felt like y'all talked a long time, but we only 24 <laughs> minutes into recording. It hasn't even been 30 minutes. Well, oh, you know, one question, probably. <laughs> so I have a question. Kristen, talk to me. How long have y'all been married? Three years. Three years. I don't know why I thought it was longer cool. than that. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, that was, yeah. Wow, but that's great to hear y'all's story. I didn't know. Well, I kind of knew DJ because I knew DJ in college, so I kind of mm-hmm. knew a little bit of y'all's story. But I didn't know uh, Demetrius and Alicia's. Mm-hmm. I kind of had that same epiphany like you had, Demetrius. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was driving on the way from uh, church in Nashville, and I was asking the Lord. I was like, "You telling me to do all this stuff? How you want me to do it?" Because it's like, I just don't know how I'm going to do all of it. And he was just like, ask Crystal to help you. And I was like, I just met her. Why are you asking me to, like, <laughs> I, I don't know her. Like, why are you asking me to uh to ask her for to help me? And that was like the, you know, beginning process and stuff like that. But you also had a situation where you said some guy randomly came up to you and was like, that's your wife. Right. I remember it was, twice that night too. Say what? It happened twice that night when we came in and when we left out, another person was like, that's your wife. I was like, dude, can y'all stop this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember we was in, we was taking our um, our wedding photos. I was taking our wedding photos. And we was just, you know, I like taking pictures out like in nature. So we was out at this like uh, nature trail. And it was this guy who was out there. And um, yeah, he just randomly came up to us and was like, Hey, the Lord told me for the pray for y'all marriage. And mm. we was like, really? He was like, yeah, I, I kind of been struggling with it. But the Lord told me if I, you know, he was doing the thing like pastor was just preaching about like, well, Lord, if you really want me to do this, they'll pass by me this many more times. And he was like, I'll pass by me like five times. I just got to go ahead and pray for y'all. So, um, yeah, we had that too. Like a guy just randomly stopped us in the woods and was like, Hey, the Lord told me to pray for y'all marriage. So that's interesting that that kind of happened to somebody else also. Mm-hmm. She's been setting us up this whole time, basically. <laughs> but if DJ and Tori, if y'all don't have like a little random story, we can go ahead and go on to the. <laughs> the now, if anything, we got nothing but resistance when we wanted to get married. But considering the circumstances, it's understandable. Like, really, DJ didn't have a job. Like, no income. I was still in school. So, yeah, we shouldn't have got married. But, like, the only person, and maybe my dad was just as crazy as we were, but he was the only one pushing for us to get married. Like, people thought we, I was pregnant. Like, it was a whole big thing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Resistance uh, in the yeah. The only thing, I had a vi- Oh, I had a vision, and I basically saw Tori, and I saw... Um, Our kids. Yeah, I saw our kids. I had a vision. And I saw Tori and our kids, and so because uh, I saw like Dorora before she was even, you know, even a thought. So mm-hmm. it was. Uh, <laughs> but basically, yeah. I mean, I, it, it was a lot of things that I was just being shown. Um, but uh, what else was there? Is there another story? No. Not that I can think of. Well, that no, I know a lot of people. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, you good? I was gonna say a lot of people kept. The tour was teaching online and stuff. Uh, she's just every time you looked on Facebook, tour was teaching, and so that was when people started. Even before, that was before we came to empowerment faith. People were just calling us ministers and stuff like that, and uh, they were saying power couple and, and different things. But you know, I don't like y'all say I ain't pay attention to none of that. But yeah, 
that's interesting dj that you said um you had um a vision of you and tori and um even your daughter um the same happened with me i had a vision of the twins maybe mm -hmm. about three mm -hmm. years before i met octavian and what was really ironic is a year before i had that vision i was told that i couldn't have kids so mm. it was just interesting that um just to hear somebody else say that you had a vision about your ch your children before they even came yeah that actually happened to me when i was uh pregnant with dorora i actually saw gabriel and i thought that um i thought because i just wouldn't believe in the ultrasounds when they said this girl i was like nah that's, that's a boy but Dr. Larry actually pulled me aside and he was like, believe what the ultrasound says. So he like, said that the boy's still in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny when Gabriel was born, when they came to see the baby, Dr. Larry was like, yeah, I saw you and you and your daddy Lawrence. I was like, <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> God. No, yeah. I remember Octavian telling me, what did Octavian tell me? He, this was when you was, uh, what did you used to do, Octavian? When you used to come up here? No. Yeah. When he was, yeah. he was doing something with Carl, ballet. When he was doing valet, and then he kept seeing twins that oh, day. Oh yeah, I remember that because he had came up here that weekend, and oh, Dora kept staring at him. Yeah, <laughs> he I was kept seeing twins like everywhere he yeah, went. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. I was rebuking. Is this that. when you guys were married already, or not yet? When I wow. had the vision, when he was just saying about the twins. Mm -mm. No, I was I was at work that day and I usually always work the same location, but for that particular day they sent me to another place and you know I was just in my mind of just like well if, the, if they sent me here the Lord knew I was going to be here. But then when I got there, I was rebuking the messages I was getting the whole time cuz I was like, "No, nah, I ain't having no twins. I'm straight." <laughs> so, even when I we got there and they told us what was there at the hospital, my mouth was open the whole time. So, wow. And his aunt was saying um, we were going to have triplets. So she was like, there's another one in there. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always say people who have multiples are, are multiple, multiply blessed to do it. So you guys must have something special. So. I just didn't want two yeah. girls, so I'm glad I got Joel. I was like, <laughs> if, if it's twins, just give me a boy in there somewhere. So, yeah. But uh, so we can go ahead and move on to our next topic. Uh, that one, all oh, that only took us thirty minutes, believe it or not. Um, but we can um, <laughs> we can go ahead for three people. Thirty minutes is 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 short, but we can go ahead and go to our next topic, and that's talking about how did you form your conception of family originally? You know, definitely if you're a part of the ministry that we're a part of, you definitely had your thinking change. So what was the idea or concept of family that you had before that? And how did it change, um, you know, during marriage? Um, and I guess I can go ahead and start again. Uh, for me, when I was growing up, I could say I really had a, a bad conception of family, like a really, really poor uh, conception. Um, there was really no unity, togetherness, nobody spent time with one another i can remember the first time i actually sat down and had dinner as a family with somebody else's family and i was already in high school you know it took into high school and when they told us we had to do it it was the weirdest thing in the world to me i was like why are you forcing us to sit here and, and talk to you like i'm trying to go in the room back with a game that i've been on for the last 12 hours anyway 
you know so yeah it was like really just a lot of separation your your mom doing her own thing your dad doing their own thing the sisters doing their own thing so you by yourself most of the time so everything you're doing you independently thinking you know you don't have to worry about well, I got to incorporate this part. I got to incorporate my sister because she has to be with me or I got to make sure to, you know, tell my mom where I'm going or what I'm doing. Everybody was doing their own thing. So um, my parents got divorced when I was like around 11. So it was definitely like a more of that then because my mom had to work more. And so it was mostly like most days it was like, hey, you watch your sisters you know, and I wasn't watching them, you know, I don't know what they was doing. I was in the room, you know, playing the game, you know, so it was just really not a lot of togetherness, you know, and I could, to try to keep this as short as possible, you know, to make sure everybody talks. The main thing that I had to change when I got into marriage was just incorporating family in the things that you do, you know, I just, you know, if I say, hey, I'm going to go to the to the store and, you know, buy this, you know, it'd be like, hey, can all the twins come along? For what? I'm For what? I'm just going to go to the store and come back. <laughs> like, that's too much of a process to try to, you know. But for family, you, you know, you make that right. effort, you know, for it to, you know, because it's not our will, it's his will. And, you know, you really want to make those um, good, good precepts and conceptions and you know showing your kids how you behave and how you act with family and i just didn't you know have none of that you know so much like to the point to where like even with us like we you know cooking our own food washing our own dishes you know crystal she's from like a family background so she'd ask me like hey you know do you want me to cook this for you do you want me to cook that for you, do you want me to do this do you want me to do that like i could do it myself huh? you know I'm just here on vision, you know, that was, that was my mind in the beginning. Like, you know, we had to help each other with the vision, like cooking food is something that's just, it, that don't matter to me, you know? So I was just so independent. I like the smallest things I had to realize how to come together and work as a team, you know, um, even like, you know, one of the main things we was dealing with was like, she would call me a lot when I was leaving. So I just be, I just left the house. Like, you know what I'm doing. I said I was leaving. I was going here and I'm coming back. I'm in the process of doing that. I ain't doing nothing different with what you calling for. So, mm -hmm. you know, I just didn't get it because nobody ever did that for me growing up. Nobody. It was really they didn't know how to care. You know, they had kids when they were young. So they were still growing and they were still learning. It was like kids having kids, you know. So that's kind of like just a small portion of my concept of family. But uh and definitely with, with pastors teaching, uh, you changed or you left the ministry. So I didn't want to leave the ministry. So I changed. So uh, <laughs> you can go ahead. Um, as he said, I grew up in a family that had togetherness, but there was also still division, which was kind of interesting um, that I didn't realize it until coming into this ministry that there was division in my family. Um, <clears throat> we had a lot of togetherness because we did a lot of things together. But um, I have my mom and my stepdad, and I didn't realize it until coming to this ministry and getting married that the division was my mom dealt with her kids and my stepdad dealt with his kids. So mm -hmm. there was no like him dealing with us and her dealing with them. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and my mom, she's West Indian. So she was very overprotective. 
and I didn't know how much I was like my mom until I got married. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, like he said, I would call and be like, so, you know, so how's everything going? Um, he had just moved to Texas. So there was a uh, places that he like didn't know how to go to and all of that. So I'm just like, how's everything going? And he's like, I just left the house. It, I had to learn, you know, just kind of let Octavian go, like just let him do his thing. So, um, yeah, um, my concept was just like, you know, a lot of togetherness, but not really knowing the role of the father. So, yeah, that was pretty much sums up my concept. But coming into the ministry, you learn what the role of the father is, what the role of the wife mother is. And so, yeah, so I'll just hand that back over to Octavia. I like to insert one thing, though. One thing I learned about how she grew up was like she just said, her parents are uh, West Indian, her mom's West Indian. One thing that I knew that she would really be good at coming into the uh, knowledge of the truth was that they have like, you know, you learn like not every culture that's here in America goes by like American culture. You know, you have Asians and all these other people in America and they still keep their culture when they come here in America. And so her family did that, you know, so she kind of knew how it was to live in a different culture amongst the culture that you already lived in. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing that I was like, oh, so this kind of it's probably going to be easy for you. You used to kind of like doing differently than what everybody else is doing. You know, for people who was in American culture, it was hard to just be like, man, I can't do this anymore. All my friends doing this and doing that. But, you know, her family taught her something different than the world was actually doing. So that's just something I wanted to add. But yeah, that's all that we got. So who feels led to go next? Well, I guess we'll go. Okay, yeah. Um, you can go ahead and go first. Sure. I mean, I, I found it interesting listening to you guys experience. And, and one of the things that I'm already noticing is that, of course, our experiences, we kind of duplicate that, you know, in our own relationships, because that's all we've seen and all we've known. Um, and so for me, we, the question is, how did you develop your concept of family? So when I was really young, my concept of family was the <laughs> Disney World commercial. Okay. So the Disney World commercial, there was a little boy, a little girl, the mommy and the daddy, and they went off in the sunset and went to Disney World like that. And I had a little brother and I was me. So my concept was like just that traditional nuclear, you know, you go to school, you, you know, this and that. And just really, honestly, just really traditional. Um, and then my parents got divorced and I realized that that was a fairy tale. And I learned a whole lot really quickly about, you know, family and dysfunction and um yeah all of that like it was it was really jarring um and so i think my i was maybe seven when my parents got divorced um and then i was nine when my mom got remarried um to dr smith and and so and whew, yeah we would be here all day if i went through the whole story what that was like but you gotta hear that story one day Oh my gosh, y'all. It's a lot. I mean, just think of, you know, being that young. And so, you know, it was just me and Matthew. And then you wake up one day and it's like, you got four more siblings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, or I should say three. 
three, yeah. And then and then they had two together. So I went from, you know, just having one brother to now it's nine of us in one house. Um, and so what I learned though, seeing um mom and dad was that I mean, I, I learned the role play. They do live what they teach. So I was able to, you know, see that in practice, but at the same time, raising all those children and trying to, um, what's the word? I guess just mesh and blend. That was really, really challenging. And so um, I guess how that translated into my marriage, like when I got, when Demetrius and I got married, I mean, I think I had a pretty good handle on what I thought, you know, a marriage should look like. But again, those experiences, it was almost like I expected him to be my dad versus um, having his own, um, I guess, identity. Mm-hmm. And we, we have to learn each other because he was more like you, Octavian, more independent. And he would feel like I wanted to live in his skin. And I just felt like that was just, <laughs> you know, what it was supposed to be like because I was used to, you know, being together a whole lot. And- we did pretty much everything as a family. So it was interesting then with our blend. And so there we have those issues again, just that meshing and, um, you know, blending things together um, because of our vastly different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I definitely think um, I'm a firm believer about pathology, you know, not saying that that's your, that's your concept of life, but I do believe it's a, it gives you some identity, you know, it, some Forms of the things that you, identity, yeah, yeah, it can form, form your identity. So she grew up with, you know, the family being together and they did a lot of things together and that. And I grew up on a totally different side where I was in a neighborhood where it was more single mothers than anything. And just a quick synopsis of mine, my, my uh, concept is that um, my dad passed when I was eight. So I saw a glimpse of two individuals together, and they weren't married at the time uh, before my dad passed. Um, I saw, I said, a glimpse of family, a little bit of that. We did certain things together, but of course I was eight. I was young. Um, it was just a blur. Really a lot of memories in my life were blur because I felt like I was just kind of floating through life. Um, and then my mom uh, started dating and had a stepdad. Uh, he passed away um, probably, I think I was 18. So 18 years old. So it's a 10 year difference. Um, this dynamic, he was a good guy, but he had some struggles that I saw and I, I really saw a dysfunctional family. So with that point in time, so 10 years or another dysfunctional family where, and what I mean by that is not additional role, um, of what family is. And so just seeing that and being in an environment that's very aggressive and I saw, you know, men beating on women, things like that. And I saw uh, conflicts. I saw people busting out people's windows, all kind of stuff that you can, you can just think about. Um, and it did, I could say it, it could, could have formed a little bit of my uh, philosophy of life, but I always been different. And so uh, in the point of us dating, because I had some family members and I saw some families together, but my concept of family it really wasn't, I didn't really have anything to look at mm-hmm. as far as a pattern. Mm-hmm. And so when I started uh, going through a courtship with Alicia and I, I started getting integrated into the family and they called me over for dinners and I saw them sitting at the table. I'm like, what the heck is this? You know, mm-hmm. people do this, mm-hmm. you know, cause you, the, <laughs> you eat, when you get your food, you go to your room, you know, 
you're not sitting at the table talking. And they they didn't really want you having cell phones and things like that. They wanted you to, you know, conversate. And I'm like, hmm, this is different. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this is how it's supposed to be as far as family coming together. And I remember us playing basketball together. We would, you know, mm-hmm. we came up, played the game with the boys. Uh, we would sit and talk. And I was like, man, this is what it's supposed to be like. And then one thing about the ministry that we're at is they have this, this wonderful concept using kingdom principles and things like that of marriage and how it should go. And so on top of seeing them doing it, because most people, you just hear them saying, you should do this, you should do that. But seeing them uh, do what they say gave me, a, it gave me a clear vision of what it was supposed to be. And then as a father-husband, a, uh, a man is supposed to give his daughter to another father-husband. So mm-hmm. I was under tutorship with her dad, learning, Boy, being mentored. In, yeah, and be, becoming a protege on, and f- figuring out how to be a father-husband. So when we got married, it wasn't something that I just rushed into and didn't, and didn't make sense or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my concept of marriage definitely was different. But I can say now, because Alicia asks me all the time, like, you were in certain certain environments, but you're not a product of it. Like, you not oh. aggressive <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't seem like that to be the way you grew up. But it really was the word, to be honest. I have nobody else to thank but the father on how to. But what I can say is, even if your concept of family is blurred and it's surrounding, that doesn't mean the father just throws you away. His word is still true. and He'll teach you how to be a fatherhood and things like that. So in the word and actually seeing it helped me out so much. And I grew so much in a short period of time. So that was my concept of family. I can say. Y'all almost hit the wrong button. <laughs> you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, uh, growing up, I actually had uh, a mom. Like, my mom remarried to my dad. And I had an older brother. Huh? Oh, you're right. My mom wasn't married. My mom got married to my dad. She never got remarried. She uh, had my brother when she was 17, then she had me when she was 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I grew up with uh, basically a family. I had a mom, a dad, and, you know, my brother was older. But, I mean, he was around um, until he was like 20-something. Uh, then he moved out. But uh, one thing for me was like, I actually, the way I saw my parents' marriage is the way that I thought, you know, marriage was supposed to, to be. Like, you know, my mom is saved. She grew up in church. Uh, she's an usher. So I'd be there, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, um, sometimes Thursday night. Like, we were just always, you know, at church. Like, a lot of influence that I have uh, actually comes from my mom because I spent so much time with her. Uh, my dad, on the other hand, he, you know, he's not in, in church. He, uh, He's actually now, he said he, he's a part of one. But back then, you know, he, he wasn't. So... Um, <laughs> Somebody knows. Don't laugh, boy. Don't laugh. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing... okay, so, uh, my parents are still together. Actually, they've been married. How old am I? Twenty-eight. So they've been married. They just had an anniversary. Yeah, they've been married. No, it's not thirty-two. I was born two years. Ago. Yeah, it's been thirty-two years that they've been married. Um, not thirty-two. I said thirty-three. 
It is dirty. <laughs> no, it's 30. I say 30. I don't even know. Just say 30. 30 plus. Yeah, it's 30. 30 it's 30 years. I'm going to say that. Yeah, we're going to say 30. But anyways, getting past that. My, um, so the, the way I saw my parents' marriage was like, you know, my mom, she spent all the time in church and, uh, you know, my dad, I don't think he necessarily liked it. And, and my dad, you know, he's big into football. He's, uh, he watches a lot of movies. That's where, you know, I can make a lot of movie and TV show references now because I'm like, I grew up watching so much TV. Um, and, you know, even when I was in college and I got married, you know, I was really big into, uh, watching tutorials like how do you how do you know all these movies and stuff we'll go through and be like seeing that seeing that seeing that seeing that seeing that because that, that's all i did you know anything that came out that was new i watched it tv shows i watched it uh, because that was what you know that was basically how me and my dad spent time together sometimes mm-hmm. um and then with uh my parents man like my dad would do his own thing my mom would do her thing we came together on fridays so every friday night was like my parents date night and they would take me so we'll go again we'll go to the movies did you guess that? <laughs> <laughs> um, we would also go out to eat. So we did do stuff together. Like my dad, I can remember like in sports and stuff, you know, my dad, had, I played soccer, baseball, everything. My dad was always there. Um, and then, you know, he, he talks about like a lot, like growing up, I, I, w- I was different. Like my dad was able to buy me a lot of stuff growing up. You know, I, I didn't have that mentality of being spoiled or, you know, just one, uh, what is it? One for nothing? Because I, I appreciated everything that I had because I had cousins that I grew up around. They didn't have nothing. So they would always come to my house because <laughs> I had, you know, I had so much. And I, and I look at my kids, I'm like, this is no different than, you know, when I was growing up. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it wasn't that difficult for me. But, but the thing for me uh, was like, I thought that's how everything was supposed to go. And, you know, just looking at life then, I thought that's how life was supposed to be. So I had to uh, basically exchange ideas of how a marriage should actually look according to kingdom and not necessarily the way I grew up. So with me and Tori being married, I was trying to do things, you know, Tori, you do whatever you do. I'm going to go play the video game. You know, Tori, do what you do. I'm going to go hoop with my friends. So it was a lot of, like, I take was saying about integration. I didn't understand it because, uh, like I say, uh, it didn't seem like my parents really came together until, you know, like one day of the week. So I didn't understand. I mean, I understood that we were married, but I'm like, we still, I had the idea that we're still separate people and we shouldn't have to do everything together. Um, so really that, that was one big thing that changed me was just understanding that, uh, Dr. Larry reiterated to me a lot, just, you know, do everything with your wife. Like even when I would go talk to him, I go talk to him by myself and he was like, well, your wife. Yeah. And I was like, just me. He would be like, okay, it's just me. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a, a lot of that, that I had to go through as far as changing my ideas, um, uh, with marriage, because my concept was, um, we come, I mean, we, we live in the same house, but we do separate things right. and, mm-hmm. um, really just changing my habits because a lot of the habits that I had, I developed, uh, them, you know, just from, uh, being in the, in home. So, I mean. A lot of stuff, like, I still territory today, like, I don't understand is of not having control of my time because it was like, I could control my time then, you know, doing what I want. Cause I mean, when I don't think parents realize how much influence they have on their kids, um, because, uh, just seeing my dad come home, he would come home, you know, my mom would cook, cook him something like my mom cooks clean. I remember her being in school when she got her masters out cause she went back to school when I was 10. And she would still go to work, go to school, uh, still cook clean. She did a lot and still, you know, go to church and all that. And she would stay up to like 
four in the morning studying and writing papers and I, and I remember all this and like she just kept constantly doing it and uh you know I would see and I'm not saying this to talk bad on my parents or anything I'm just saying I see their ways and a lot of how their ways transition to who I am and so um what it was was that um I didn't think you know when it came to cleaning when it came to a, a lot of stuff like as far as cooking like you know I know how to grill uh certain things but as far as like on the in a kitchen like I don't I don't know how to do anything because I never had to um but that I mean that was pretty much it like I just picked up a lot of stuff that I learned from um just watching my parents it, it wasn't even by let, let's say you know uh a conscious choice it was more so uh it became off of what I saw like you know the mistress was saying the stuff that you see so I, I did become a product of, of my household so having a family we do everything we try to do every as much as we can together like when we go somewhere my family with me even you know if I invite somebody over here to play basketball my kid, the world would be running outside I come in the house like I'm not just leaving my family I mean to go this go ahead too. okay so I guess mine's a little different um I had a glimpse of family as well. Like uh, my parents actually were married and they divorced when I was nine. And my mom moved to Atlanta and I grew up with my dad. So my dad raised me and that means I spent a lot of time with my grandma uh, and being around my cousins. And, um, but even, I don't remember much Actually, I'm wrong. My parents officially got divorced when I was nine, but they separated prior to that. Um, so I don't remember much of like that time of my life, except for like my dad working a lot and my mom working, cleaning, and because it was it was it's really crazy how it came full circle because my dad has three other kids, and so they live with their moms, and then my sister would live with us for a couple periods of time and then she would go back and then she came back and she lived with me and my dad. So it's kind of, I don't, I wasn't really sure what marriage looked like or uh, there was no married couple around me that I was like, oh, you know, that's what marriage looks like. Because even with my grandparents, they were married, but I didn't think my grandparents liked each other until I remember talking to my grandma. She was like, oh yeah, we did like each other. We were just whatever she said. But <laughs> It actually, uh, when, when I got married, um, I, I just remember one thing. I wanted DJ to leave. And I think that concept come, came from being under my dad, being raised by him. And as I got older, uh, I think, I, uh, Crystal, you said it, but I didn't realize how much I was like my dad until I got married. Like, even he tell me now I act just like my dad. So, like, my mannerisms are not wanting to talk. My mannerisms of, like, just trying to figure it out or, you know, Essentially, I was almost like a little dude in a way um, because of just what I, saw, I was just replicating him. Um, so and it actually wasn't until we actually joined the ministry and Dr. Larry and Pastor Renee, I remember I met Alicia and I was like, how long have your parents been married? And I think at that time it may have been 15 years. Anyways, they still like each other. And that was like the first example that I saw. And that I, because I remember just times like I would just watch Pastor Renee to see how she, you know, I don't want to say handles Dr. Larry, but how she is with him. And I started replicating that because it was just like, and nothing against my mom or any other women in my life. I just feel like I didn't have an example 
of what to do or how to be a wife because I say I tell I remember telling Dijah it was easier for me to become a mom than to become a wife. So it's just like been a process, um, especially when the ministry started teaching heavily on family. So that's when my idea of family changed because I don't necessarily know what my concept of family was. I just knew what I grew up in wasn't it. So like this. Mine was short. Well, I didn't. Well, short. I didn't have much to go off of. Well, I won't <laughs> say that I didn't have much to go off of. It was just, I mean, my dad had four kids, three different women, and we were living in different spots. Like I remember, I used to almost hate holidays because my dad would have to drive two hours to drop my sister off, another two hours to drop me off, and then go back. Like we. It was rare that we got to spend all that time together. Like, and and when we got, especially when we hit like middle school, I can remember one time before my brother passed that all of us were together at one time. So mm -hmm. I just, my family was just, I don't want to say broken, but it was just scattered. And so yeah, that brought up something for me, Tori, because um, you know, of course, my parents were divorced. I would go and visit my dad every other week, and so even though you know. On one hand, yes, I have a, a concept of, I guess, a, a, you know, a family. But then it was like every other week, it was a reminder that we didn't have the perfect family or the perfect blended, you know, family. And I went into a completely different world. Um, mm -hmm. And whereas, you know, I love that, but, you know, he was kind of a, hmm, what's a good word? <laughs> um he really liked women, so there were a lot of different, you know, when he's been married, you know, several, several times, and not, that's not to throw shade, but I think he didn't really know and understand what, you know, family should look like. Um, and so, you know, he was the fun parent. Anytime we were over my dad's, it was just all about fun and do what you want to do, and he always bought us all these things, and then when we would come back home, it was hard because my parents were like, we trying to instill in y'all, you know, all these different things, and he's messing it all up basically and so it it kind of created i guess you could say a double life and i kind of was confused sometimes about okay so i have this concept of a father and i also have this concept of a father which one is right not realizing that you have to i guess pick but it was almost like i felt like i couldn't fully accept um a part of me and 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 yeah my dad because maybe he wasn't doing things the way that um my other parents were doing so it, it created some i guess you could say confusion mm -hmm. and then how that i guess impacted our marriage whew, i think <laughs> one of the biggest things or one of the biggest lessons that i learned was um and I don't mean to come off rude when I say this, but I'll just say this. When Demetrius and I got married, I thought that it was because of him we were going to have issues, okay? <laughs> because of, you know, for blending and because I knew he didn't grow up with a dad and I knew, you know, I knew this and so I was kind of expecting it. I didn't realize it was going to be me. That was the main <laughs> problem. Like, seriously, because I, it was just like all this Stuff from my childhood just kept popping up, kept popping up. Didn't know how to, you know, how do I deal with this? And it wasn't necessarily, um, it wasn't us like fighting or whatever or arguing with, it was me against me, basically. And realizing how I had to deal with all of that stuff to be the best wife to him. And I had to, you know, kind of 
I guess, work on my wholeness in order to be the best mm-hmm. wife to him when all the time I'm thinking I'm good. You know, I have to, you know, like he said, he was able to come over to our house to do dinners and all that stuff. But I just realized how much deeper it went and how much I had, I guess, covered up a lot of that stuff because it did look, you know, everything looked great on the outside. But until, you know, you deal with all of the the deep rooted issues, then it doesn't matter. You know, you yeah. still have the fault. And I think the most that it sounds like the commonality between all our stories is that we grew up we had the pattern that we saw, that's what it kind of for, formulated our belief system and how we go in how we went into a marriage. Um, and I think that's important to be able to realize that. And that's what we, that's what, what we teach in the ministry is being able to track a thought down. And so that helps mm-hmm. now with our marriage. Cause when we first started, it was hard. It was certain things that came up that I, we just didn't know how to deal with. And, you know, right. most people in your perception of family, like you saw, if you didn't see it around you, you probably saw it in the media. Mm-hmm. And then you thought that was how it was supposed to be. And they never really addressed like conflicts that may come up. And so, yeah, I think that's a very important idea to think about that it doesn't, it shouldn't, it can become a product of our environment, but it doesn't have to be. And so that's kind of. Well, I have a question for everybody, if it's okay, because, you know, just hearing you guys' perspectives and, um, you know, I guess how you've grown and that sort of thing, like, what do you think, I mean, I know you see, well, Okay, I don't want to answer it and ask a question. <laughs> so I guess what I'm wondering is going through those past experiences, just how did you deal with it? You know, how do you, how did you like, root it or how are you still managing it? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can speak for me just with having all that separation and stuff within my family, you built an ideology of I have to figure it out myself. Like, you know, uh, one thing I used to always tell Crystal was my parents had absolutely no idea what was going on in my life. You know, if I was dealing with bullies, if I was messing, you know, messing up in class, you know, anything they didn't know. The only thing they know is if, you know, they got a phone call from the school, like that was it. So everything I dealt with, I was like, I have to do it myself, you know, and then coming into kingdom knowledge and getting born again that was something me and the holy spirit was kind of going back and forth with was just like i can figure it out like i can do it i can do it i can do it and he's just sitting back like okay you can do it you know and for me i really didn't when i came into the ministry like and i guess this can kind of that question can kind of go into our next question of you know um heads of household like me and being the head of the household um i didn't have like any men in my family that showed me a pattern you know it was just work nine to five monday through friday then on sunday you know we getting drunk you know so for me on on saturdays the times i did spend with my dad it was just at parties watching him getting drunk and then you know that's a lot that goes into that so i just didn't you know know how to deal with a lot of things so i just whatever thoughts that came in my mind and the hurt that i was going through i was just like okay that's how i deal with it 
based off the pain that I'm going through, I feel like I have to handle it like this to make myself feel better. And that's how I handle it. So I'll keep handling it, handling it like that. And so mm-hmm. it got to a point where uh, when I got married and you learning, you know, pastors teaching and stuff like that on how you deal with stuff. It was for me, it was like you got to exchange, you know, mm-hmm. you have to give that up. Like that was made off a bad source, a bad precept. Like you let hurt make you make a decision. And for me, it was it was really hard because to dig that up, you got to look at that pain again and just Mm -hmm. be like, you know, this hurt me and it's okay that it hurt me. I just can't let it change me. And it was so much of having to go back and just realize stuff that hurt you in childhood that you never wanted to remember. And since I never had like, you know, a pattern around, you know, there was none when I was growing up. I went to college. There was definitely none there. I moved to Nashville. I was by myself all the time. Then I met the ministry. Well, I know pastor, but I was never, you know, kind of like y'all, y'all around him a lot. I'm in a Mm -hmm. different city. And then I moved to Texas. I'm in a different, everything that I learned about being a father, I just really had to trust the Holy Spirit. It was just really knowing his voice. He would literally tell me stuff to do. And it was just like, Either you can, because all he wants is the submission and then you will have the ability to do it. And I, it was so hard for me to submit because I was just like, in, internally, I'm like, they did this to me. That's why I'm doing it like that. You know, mm-hmm. like, this is how I felt when that happened to me. This is why. I'm, so it was literally just, you have to exchange. And that process of, uh, process of exchange, it hurt. You know, you had to go through a lot of hurt and remember a lot of things. Right. But uh, for me, it was, you know, how did I deal with it? It was, it was all Holy Spirit. Because I didn't have the pattern. It was doing what pastors say. You just got to trust the Holy Spirit. So, and that process really helped me learn his voice, you know. Mm-hmm. So you well, for me, um, as we learned in the ministry is, you know, a wife is someone who always wants to be in the face of. And I always wanted to communicate with Octavian, but <laughs> I was an over communicator. I wanted to communicate about everything. And um, I had to realize when to communicate and when not to communicate. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that is so hard. Um, it really does take the Holy Spirit to really speak to you on don't say nothing, you know, right. or say something or pray about it, mm-hmm. you know. And my biggest impact is right now has been listening to the father on how to influence my husband, not always communicate, influence, Mm -hmm. you know, pray Mm -hmm. for him, lift him up. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe Octavian was dealing with something one day and I was in the bathroom and I was just praying so hard about just everything. And the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit just laid on my heart to say certain things. And after that, Octavian, you know, came to me about whatever he was dealing with at the time. But that really resonated with me that you don't always have to talk about something. You can just pray about it and let the Holy Spirit, trust the Holy Spirit in your husband to speak to him and come to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you say that, Crystal, because I know when we first got married, DJ used to say all the time that he would try to help me. And I remember like it was yesterday I was driving when he told me this. He was like, the Holy Spirit said, uh, let me help her. 
and it ended up coming full circle because it's just like when I submitted uh, to the Holy Spirit, I respected my husband more because it's just you just see the integration of the holiness of how it's all working as one because I know I, we were actually talking about this recently. You know, scripture tells us wives respect your husband. And when I put myself in a position to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, that naturally came out. Right. So, and I know that didn't answer the question, but I just wanted to comment on no, that. No, I think, I think that's good. And, and it's even, um, it's bringing up so much, man. It's bringing up so much, but it's really awesome to have, you know, people who have went through similar experiences and if nothing else are applying the same principles. Um, and so what you were just saying about, you know, just trusting the Holy Spirit. And I really had to work on that. Y'all know how much I talk. And so Demetrius, you know, he talks probably more yeah, than probably me, more. if we being honest. But when it comes to like dealing with stuff, he wasn't a dealer. He was a, a what's the word? Like, just don't deal with it essentially. Mm -hmm. Or he would say, I need time to think. I need, you know, I, I don't uh, basically want to talk about it. And I'm like, I want to talk about it now. Like, mm -hmm. I don't to let things you know build up let's just deal with it over let's just you know communicate as you were saying and so again or or like you i had to learn how to allow the holy spirit to to deal with him and it never failed he would always come back and be like you know alicia you know i'm sorry about that and you know i should have done this and i should have done that versus when i would try to deal with it it was like trying to pull out a wisdom tooth like it was just a train wreck and so really learning how to kind of pull back and i think the other thing that i had to to mature into was not expecting him to be perfect i mean my goodness it was like sometimes i would punish him you know he's probably already feeling bad for whatever fake or you know whatever it is and then here i am giving him the silent treatment or making sure he knows that i'm mad mm -hmm. that kind of thing versus i realized when I was more, um, I guess, just making it a safe place for him. Then he would communicate better um, versus just always being so, you know, critical or angry or, you know, because I would do that really pouting like a toddler trying to get him to respond to me versus he would respond more when I was quiet. <laughs> even though that's probably when I was the most mad, but I noticed that got his attention way more than me, you know, throwing a tantrum or silent treatment or all that mm -hmm. stuff. And plus it just sucks. Like who wants to be mad? <laughs> like who wants to, you know, and it was almost like, I felt like I had to be mad until he realized I was mad. So that then talk about why I was mad. That's yeah, Alicia, I can speak on that because there's been times where I've been ready to turn it up and I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't say nothing. And I keep it not like an hour or so later, we would talk about it. And I'm like, you know what? You you are saving stuff around here. So no, yes. I Because I, I used to be ready to just, just go right. at it. Yeah, so I get that. Well, I think, uh, well, I ain't going to go on that part. But <laughs> I was going to say something because, Tori, you grew up more with your dad. Like you said, and DJ grew up more with his mom. And so I know that probably influenced some things, but uh, like I said, I didn't want to really go into that, but I just thought I caught that. Um, but as far as being in a marriage, you know, coming into it, you it's new. And you bringing a whole bunch of things that you grew up in and you probably didn't deal with it. 
and it's coming into a marriage. And what I had to find out was that when issues came up in, in my in my family or the people that were surrounding me, we just didn't deal with it. We swept it under the rug. You don't deal with it. it you know, it, does, it shouldn't affect you. You should be this brick wall and, you know, resilience. I think that was one resistance, resistance. Both. Resilience and resistance <laughs> yeah. were two things I had to deal with because mm. Alicia was a communicator and her mom's a communicator. So she replicated what her mom and I, I communicate, well, I took it as, we don't got to talk about everything. Let me, <laughs> let me have some, let me have some time to think about it. And not to say that, because we had a conversation about that, not to say that's an out. I think a lot of people do use it as an out, but really it was that I told her, because <laughs> you, you said something to the effect of you deal with different customers. And you have you faced with a question with them or something that comes up and you deal with it right then and there. And she said, why is it? Why is it different with me? And I said, well, you are way more precious to me than, than they are. And I don't want to say anything that because I'm thinking on what, I, what I'm thinking. I do want to say it, but it, it really was. It was based on a, a chemical I call emotions chemical. <laughs> uh, it was based on a, a, on a chemical to me reacting to it. And saying something that would initially hurt her, and women being uh, like incubators, they take that, and then it, they formulate a whole, you know, a whole nother person because you said something that you really didn't mean. And so I think that's very important as far as um, I would say now being able to listen to the Holy Spirit, and really the most important, the master, the master key to all this is two individuals listening to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and not trying to do everything themselves because i grew up my mom taught me how to cook clean everything so when we came into marriage i was like i can do it i can do it even when we started our business she wanted to help out so much because alicia is just great she's a great administrator she's a great helper and i was not letting her help and i had to the whole spirit said hold on she's a helpmate she's there to help you and when she get a hold to it it's gonna be it's gonna be triple what it is and so i had to learn to listen to the holy spirit as far as when the issue come up, don't always say what's on your mind because most of the time you operating out of your soul. The spirit and the soul are two totally different things. And we had to think about how we grew up and before we became kingdom citizens, how long we were dealing with the soulish realm. So when we talk to each other and when an issue comes up, I need to make sure, especially we talking about the head of household, um, you know, as a, as a leader and a father, husband, I have to make sure that I'm leading my family at all times. It doesn't matter when the issue comes up. Um, I still have to lead my family. So I lead by what she talked about, influence. And that's saying, Holy Spirit, deal with me on this. How should I go about this? And I think that's really important for two different people to be able to utilize the Holy Spirit. And when she utilized the Holy Spirit, he came right to me. And he was like, you need to, you need to correct it. And she didn't have to say nothing. And then when we come into the environment, and I'm closing, <laughs> the preacher came out. We come into an environment. What we've established is let's create a safe place first. Mm-hmm. If you come in and you've been, fe- I did something this morning at seven a.m. and I got home at three o'clock and you've been festering on it. You gonna let me have it? As soon as I get in the door, and I'm out there in in this world and being a black man in America is not Ooh, an easy job. So man. we go out and Topics. and face all these different things. And when we come home, I just want to see my queen. And I don't want to deal with some certain things. I was almost closed. Mm-hmm. But okay, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm so sorry. See, 
up? Did y'all see that? I caught it and I just swallowed it. I just, <laughs> I'm still working on that. But no, right. but when you said that, because how I would interpret that is don't come in here acting like everything is good. Like we need to talk. Okay. Cause right. Demetrius, oh, you know, he just act like everything's normal, everything's great. I'm it's a little more difficult for me to to do that if mm-hmm. something's going on. So, you know, and it wasn't like I was like, <laughs> you know, on Norbert Rasputin was like waiting, you know, at the uh, <laughs> on the sofa, like, where you been? And you know, just going off. That's not me either. But I am more like, hey, how you and so, right. um, yeah, about 7 a.m., like, right. <laughs> cut to the chase, you know, because yeah. I want to deal with it. So right. that being said, I interpreted it different. But like Crystal was saying, timing mm-hmm. is so important. You know, timing right. is so important. So now, even right. if there's something going on, I'm like, I'll give you your time. You let me know. <laughs> yeah, and just speak on that. <laughs> you just... let me know when you're ready. Right. But when I came in, and I swear, that's what... I was taught that was the pattern that I saw. So we had an issue, and I'm I've already processed it. I'm like, I've had a conversation in my mind, it's fine. <laughs> she should be good when I get home. <laughs> and it wasn't. And so I just some things that we have to learn. So I'm I'm gonna cut it right there. But y'all open up a whole can of worms. A big can. <laughs> I wanted to ask the ladies. Um I have found, and y'all can let me know if um, it happens with y'all too. I have found that in my quietness, you know how like you're upset, you're thinking about everything. Um, like if some, if Octavian were to do something and I'm thinking about everything that he's done, but when I get quiet and allow the Holy Spirit to deal with me, it's like a peace comes over you to when he does come, you're, you're not easily acting in offense. Mm-hmm. Have, have y'all experienced that when like, when there is an issue and you do get quiet before the uh, father and then you do just like, I'm not, I'm not going to go to him right now. I'm not going to try to make him talk to me and just allow the Holy Spirit to deal with you. It's like when he does come to me, I'm not offended by some of the things that he says or like if he's like, hey, you did this, you did that. And it's just it, it doesn't affect me the way that it would if I was to just try to force the conversation. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, start with I DJ can... and Tori to make sure y'all get a chance to talk. Ooh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let her go anyway. Okay, no promise. Go ahead, Tori. But no, I can definitely attest to that because I know just when we have issues, we rarely fight now. Um, but I would say this because of maturity. But when we have issues, I know my first thing would be, okay, Father, he is your child, just like I am let me operate in love, like help me to choose my words. And so it would just, and I guess when I would cool off, like now it gets to the point to where he reminds me, like we had something to talk about because I've forgotten about it, which is something I'm working on because it's just like the issue is still there, even though I've forgotten about it. But like you were saying, Crystal, like it goes back to, I know my husband doesn't want to hurt me. I know my husband doesn't have um, bad intentions for me. Like if anything, He's wanting to help me. So, no, I can definitely attest to that. But I first, like, put myself in the position, okay, Tori, what did you do? What did you, you know, did you say something to him? Like, you know, this I got 50 million jobs. Like, you know, what else does he have going on? And it's just like, okay, what can I do? Like, and I know because one thing that I'm working on now is really just communicating, like, how we were talking about the woman is to be in the face. 
And that's something that has been really difficult for me. Like I like I really do think it's not blaming my dad, but just from watching him and seeing him, you know, not obviously he ain't gonna be in nobody's face, like, you know, but just um you know, just changing, making an exchange and understanding that as a woman, this is what I do versus just so easily going with what I've been doing my whole life. I think you said mm -hmm. been dealing with soul all our life, right? Mm -hmm. You said that. So yeah. Oh yeah. I have a question before you answer. It's for the ladies. You said both of y'all said um to it was to be in his face. So that means you roll your neck and snapping your fingers. Cause I think the audience want to know because somebody <laughs> got him was like, oh, oh, I'm about to tell him okay. be in his face. Right. <laughs> so you want to clarify? Yeah, can you clarify to be in the face of no. It doesn't mean snapping your neck and rolling <laughs> and stuff. But it's really more about intimacy. Um, it's about you know. Like we were talking about being that safe place and being able to just communicate. That's really the focus of being in mm -hmm. the face of it's, it's that, you know, that closeness, that intimacy. And I would even say like that, I guess you could say emotional nakedness. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a better word, but whereas you can just um, have that honest, pure communication and connection that you don't have with anybody. So that's what I think of when I hear the meaning of and i guess good point we didn't really i guess explain what we were referring to so we were referring to the um the the hebrew or concept the kingdom concept of what a woman who, who a woman is mata gad um and so that nigad is what we were um but crystal i'm gonna i'm gonna say this about your question and I'm gonna be brief. You asked, is that how we handled it? And my answer is no, that is not how I was handling it. And I've had to learn to do that. But I'll say this I remember when I first started applying that, Demetrius would cut up worse. <laughs> I would be like, like literally, this is me. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to be, you know, trying to be better. And I'm trying to, you know, just listen and, and all that sort of stuff. And then I would come to him. And he would not, it, it just wouldn't work. I'm like, Holy Spirit, help me out. Like, you told me to do this. Um, hello. <laughs> so I had to continue to, uh, to do that because I think for him, he's used to things going a certain way. And so he also had to learn how to, to adapt and how to realize, like, this is genuine and this is the new me, I guess you could say, and how I want to deal with stuff so so yeah that's that was my oh, i have a question for the men like when your wife yeah. is quiet like that like it just does it almost sometimes feel like a trap does that make sense because oh, I, I was sitting that's what i wanted to talk about like because y'all was talking about like when the woman does her part and she doesn't try to force a conversation and she gets quiet that that's something that it really does speak to me when that happens because let's just say we are in a situation where we're trying to force an argument it's like you know i'm in a situation where like i just want to think about it i just want to think well let me process it and she's like no we're gonna talk right now right now and i start feeling pressured and so it's like if i feel pressured i'm gonna get offended at you because it's like what you attacking me for like mm. i just told you i want to think about it i'm not here trying to like hurt you or nothing like that just let me think before i say something because if i say whatever's on my mind right now it's obviously intended to hurt you more so if she keeps on 
I get offended. And we know from uh, our teaching, offense, offense just cuts you off. Like, you, it's harder for you to hear from the Holy Spirit. So I'm mostly, when we finally separate, I'm just thinking all these thoughts of like, man, she get on my nerves. Man, I'm tired of being here. I'm tired of this. That, that's the type of thoughts that come in your head. But when she gets quiet, like, I might be upset about something and she'll ask me a question and I'll kind of say something with an attitude and she's like, okay, well, I just wanted to know, you know, so I'll just let you do what you're doing. And then, you know, she always does this. She'll, she'll uh, put her headphones on. And one thing about her, she plays the video before she puts her headphones in. So I'm like, she listening to pastor. So I hear pastor. And I'm like, ah! I'm like, that. So, you know, and then from that, the, like, she's made it to where like now that she did her part i know offense is getting established and then the holy spirit can come in and work and then i'll you know i hear the holy spirit start speaking or my born again spirit start speaking saying like you know she's in position you got to get in position to lead you know mm-hmm. like you got to be in position to help run the show like so you know or i hear thoughts like you know Cause she's she's being an example, uh, you know. I'll just hear stuff. She she loves the, she's showing that she loves the word more right now. What about you? You know, and you would just get these questions and these thoughts from the Holy Spirit, and then you know it just you get that conviction to where when you know when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you know you just know he's right. Like it's nothing you can say back to it. You just like man, I do need to love you more, Holy Spirit. And then that's what leads me to just come back and be like, you know what, Crystal? Like I just been dealing with this. I just been dealing with that. You know. And, you know, when the Holy Spirit come, I mean, you know, it's either you're going to be submissive and just be like, I hear you, and you start getting more of that tender heart, or you just going to be like, nah, I ain't trying to hear that right now. And then, you know, you're going to be in a bad situation, and I try not to get in those situations. So, uh, yeah, that's my answer. Mm-hmm. DJ, you've been the man in the closet. Quiet over there. <laughs> I'm about to say, I ain't no closet to me. Oh, that's a closet. I didn't even test that. <laughs> um, which question am I answering? The one to your question? wife asked. No, I'm just playing. Uh, when a woman gets quiet like that, do you feel like it's a trap? Well, a lot of times I think something's wrong. That's why I always ask what's wrong. Uh, because usually you're not quiet. So I look at your tendencies. Um, <laughs> And so eventually you come back and tell me that something was wrong. Um, and then we talk about it. So, I mean, that's what, that's what I get. But uh, one thing, like lately, I know that, you know, it's been, like you say, you know, I've been working a lot lately and you, you're with the kid. So I know that sometimes it's not me. So a lot of times I'm not looking at, uh, what should I say? Like, what did I do? Cause that's what I used to always think, like, what have I done wrong? So it always put me in a position of, of guilt and searching yeah. for what is it that you know I've done to offend you, and you know that's part of my people pleasing coming up. Yeah, because I remember I used to say all the time, "You ain't you don't do everything." Like yeah. you know, just and I've learned over time to uh, build him up, and you know, just continue yeah. to know like yeah, yeah, I am dealing with something, and you know, and that's another thing where I got to get out of being like my dad. Like I need time to go process. I'm not saying that you shouldn't take that time to process, but then again, just acting like a man that's not, as a woman, that's not who I am. So, yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah. he would bust through the door like, 
like what I do and I'm like nothing like chill so yeah because yeah. I mean I, I could tell that you know something was bothered or something that was wrong and I even a lot of times especially with mayors like before me and Tori got the position that we're at now I would call Dr. Larry all the time like because <laughs> I'm just like I don't know what to do like I don't understand and he would he'll give me certain answers it'd just be like his, his immaturity or he'll say that he'll just give me different things and uh really like tori talked about it but it's really just maturity that's helped our marriage yeah uh like knowing each other so long and being who we were like i said we grew up together so we had to mature so it's a lot of things you know when you little things that, that shouldn't bother you you know the old phrase turn a mount uh a mount a molehill into a mount yeah. something that, you know you shouldn't even have to worry about but you know people just you know you can keep pecking and pecking and bringing it up because you know you're bothered by it but when you you get to the point of maturity, things like that no longer bother you. And it's like, um, you looking at the bigger picture, you looking at, uh, you know, Tori, uh, close to birth. And that's another thing that, that, that really helps marriage. Demetrius said, Octavian said it, but it's the word, you know, you're, you're more so focused on the word, uh, which, you know, internally changes you than uh, being more focused on the problem. So, uh, one thing that Tori always says is what did, I just had it. Um, Oh, focus on things above and not below. So she, she's always saying that and thinking about, you know, she always repeats the word now. Like I hear that a lot more in my wife than I used to, which shows that there's a lot more word in her than when we first got married. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the biggest thing that I think, uh, you know, it's, I'm going back to Octavian's question, you know, when she gets quiet now, I'm more so uh, just asking the father to give her strength because I know a lot of times when she's quiet now, it's the kids. So, <laughs> um, Okay. <laughs> yeah, like just on a lighter, lighter note, like he called Dr. Larry all the time. Like I remember, I wanted to cut the grass one time, and he called Dr. Larry because I wanted to cut the grass. So, oh, y'all yeah. had that same problem because the meetings was yeah. not going either. I don't know what. I guess that ties into the role play. Um, but that grass cutting. He wasn't having it. He definitely took that personal. So, yeah. let's answer the question as far as how do I feel when she's quiet. <laughs> the beginning, I was like DJ. Oh, when you said in the beginning, like I thought something was wrong, and I was like, I interpreted it as oh, she getting out because we were still new, and she wanted to tell me everything, you know, and because we wasn't mature like we we are now, and then I interpreted it as. Oh, she about to let me have it. So I don't, I don't think I want to even go in that room, you know, type thing. I'll try to avoid her as much as I can. She get kind of sleepy, and then she really don't want to talk about it. Then we just go to bed. Oh, so you was plotting. I mean, okay, the just, truth comes out. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was that was my thought at first. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think me and our table are probably really close to life on how we deal with things. Um, but now it helps because we've already made it a point to let's try to create a safe place now does it work all the time no it doesn't because when you end the moment and when it happens you don't really you gotta you gotta think about it and so what what helps now is i know she's quiet i know something went on so let me make sure first let's kind of get into a safe place and then let's discuss it and then i think what's important for the two is like Tori was saying, you know, I know she's not going to hurt me. And I'm not, I didn't get into this marriage to hurt her. So when you, the first thought is like, I'm going to attack the behavior and not the person. It creates a safe place. And so that's kind of my answer to that. So 
Yeah. yeah, when someone brought that up, though, about, what did you just say? Um, that you know about? I wasn't trying to hurt him. Demetrius mm-hmm. really had to learn that, not to, right. you know, right. blow you up, but he had to learn that because, and kind of to your point, when you were talking about building, you know, building them up. Um, but so basically it was like, Demetrius took that really well, which who wouldn't, you know, like who wouldn't take that part well, but if there was anything negative, I had to, or I wouldn't even say negative, but just yeah. something I felt like we needed to work on or to address. And then he felt like it was an attack. And so that's how I had to, you know, even if that wasn't my intention, I had to work extra hard on making sure to build him up. And just being strategic, kind of like we've been talking about, and Chris, you kind of brought it up, and how I present things to him so that he knows I'm for you. Like, we're on the same team, you know, and, and I always want the best for you. I never want to tear you down. Um, but again, just that kind of how you grew up thing and um, not really dealing with stuff, I think it created that, like, well, if you're saying something wrong, then I must, you know, you must not like me or, you know, whatever. So just having to work through that, um, I think it took some mm-hmm. some gear from both sides. Yeah, and then being able to know, she might have been watching the kids all day, and I've been out there getting beat up by these customers. And so, of course, you may come in with some hostility or something like that. So just really, I think, like I said, it's important to be able to all the time, because he's talking all the time, and us as fathers, father husbands, we got to be in position. And even when our wives are out of position, not saying that it happens frequently, but it can happen. We still have to give account, you know, so that was just something to add into it. Well, we got about 27 minutes left, but we hit on something I think would be a pretty great topic to talk about in these last few minutes was the role play. Like when y'all was talking about, you know, who's cutting grass and all that other stuff. I feel like that's a, a great topic to go into because... <laughs> For me, when it came to who's doing certain things, there was really no tradition for me, period. You know, I, mm. for me, it was just, you know, whoever do it, that's who do it, it get done. Like, you know, it don't matter. Like, so, you know, mm. f- for me, it's like when it came to stuff like washing dishes, well, I hated washing dishes, like, off rip. Like, I, I used to have to wash so many dishes. We were supposed to take turns. My sisters were supposed to have days, but I think me and my mom was going through some beef at the time. I had to wash them all the time. So uh, <laughs> I, I just can't stand washing dishes, and here I am now washing dishes. But uh, so for me, it's like there, there was no role, like who did what or when. For me, it was just give me an assignment. I'll do it, you know, and I'm more so the type like, you know, I don't really care about the process, just, you know, the goal getting completed. So for me, it really didn't matter who did it, when they did it, which one I got. You just decide which ones you like the most. I'll do what is seeming to you the dirty work and stuff like that. And there were some things, you, you know, she just didn't like me to do. Like, you know, I was like, I wash clothes. She was like, no, you're not washing clothes. And I'm like, what's, what's, what's up with washing clothes? It's just clothes. Like, no, you just... You're not washing clothes. So I was like, you know, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to leave it right there. So um, that went out. But uh, so, yeah, that's that's how I kind of was with, like, role playing and stuff like that. So uh, as far as me, mine was really based on culture. Um, Once again, my mom was the biggest influence for me. 
and the West Indian culture was like so big on the women cooking. Like if you did not know how to cook, you were like less than a woman. And um, so my thing was I had to cook for Octavian and like he brought up, he was like, I can cook for myself. And it was almost, I, I would get offended. Like I need to cook for you. Like that's what I do. That's my role, you know, as a woman in this culture. Um, so it was like the women did pretty much the housework and that's why, you know, I was so big on the washing of the clothes and all of that. So, um, yeah, so mine was really influenced on culture and what my mom raised me, what I saw my mom doing. Yeah, and that took a lot of maturity to get through because, you know, she'd always tell me like, you know, I need to find something to cook for you. And she's big on like it being a different meal every day and stuff like that. I was like growing up, you know, poor. And then I'm kind of into like, you know, healthy living and stuff like that. So for me, I could eat the same thing every day. Don't get tired. You know, it just, that was something for me that growing up you had to do. You know, it was like either you're going to eat that or you're going to go hungry. And I was so eventually you just eat it. So it was because, you know, when she tell me that, I'd be like, you know, Crystal, that don't make you any less of a woman just because you don't cook for me. And, you know, just then in the beginning of marriage is us kind of already having to learn like, okay, y'all have to come together and break away from some thinking to establish what y'all going to do now to go in the, in the same direction. And I'm glad we kind of learned um, when Pastor taught about, you know, a lot of these old traditions of how men and women are supposed to do and really taught about vision and how the woman helps and all that other stuff. Because really, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, for me personally, as long as it's not like my wife out doing heavy lifting and stuff like that, whoever is in the situation to do it to make sure everybody's in a position where they're, you know, clear enough, rested enough to do what we're supposed to be doing. Like, I really just don't have too many preference on it. So as long as she's not like heavy lifting, you know, picking this up, picking that up, you know, and all that other stuff, I... I don't know. For me, I, I mean, we, it still might be stuff we trying to figure out. But for me, it's like it's really as long as the job get done, you know. I know for me, like I also didn't know about vision growing up. Like I didn't know a man was supposed to have a vision and the woman's supposed to support the, the vision. Um, that wasn't taught. It was just the woman is supposed to support the man by taking care of the home. And that's your support. So, um, but coming into the ministry, you learn that, you know, you are support, you support your husband by, you know, helping, assisting in the vision um, that the father gives to your husband. So that was a transition I had to make as well, is my role as a woman is not my, like how pastor has said, um, that the home is not our, what do you say, our base, it's not our place, or it's our place and not our base. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to really transition into that and just operate in the role of a wife, mother, and not just my home, my household. And that's it. So. Yeah. So, y'all don't think I got nothing to add. So, I guess we, well, I guess we can go to Demetrius and Alicia since y'all last talked. So, you can go ahead, Demetrius and Alicia. I think that um, for us, it wasn't really like the household stuff was almost easy in comparison to more what you were talking about, like the vision and, you know, stuff like that. 
thankfully, Demetrius has always been like really helpful cooking, cleaning and stuff. To the point now, I'm kind of spoiled, and I almost like have to remember like you do. Ha- I mean, okay, not to put, I do most of it anyways. But if there's like a time when I feel like I ain't cleaned in, you know, forever, I'm kind of <laughs> sorry. But you know, it's fine. I'm I'm able to do that more so at home. I think the bigger challenge for us was. Even though, um, so the vision part. So Demetrius has always been a visionary. And then I've always been the person, you know, to kind of help him get to that point and break it down steps. Um, but there have been times, like he said in the beginning, where when we first got married, he was still trying to figure that out. And so I think one of the major challenges for us, for me, was just because he's figuring it out, that doesn't mean you do it for him. Like, stay in your spot um, and support him in that rather than try to fix it for him, try to do it for him, and step out of your role. Now, both of you. So, for me, it was, you know, making sure that, again, I stayed in my role, supported him the best that I could, and worked on me and, and allowed the Holy Spirit to do his part and work on him. And then when he, you know, fully stepped in, that was that. Like, you know, we haven't had to that. In, you know, I, I guess I was almost, because I had dad as a pattern, it was like I was expecting him to be there when he, dad himself, you know, had to grow to get there. Um, so it was just like me having to extend grace and, um, yeah, and allow both, both of us to grow. Right, right. Yeah, and I think about, I'm always trying to go, I just think about um, how. Uh, Tori, you, you got something? Or oh, you just scratching? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought she put a hand up. Yeah, I saw it too. Um, but just the uh, idea of what a family and the roles. Again, media was a was a mediator. They told us that the wife should be in the kitchen, and a, a lot of people that we grew up with. And then when you go to cookouts, it's the same thing. All the women in the kitchen, yee hee ha ha, and then the men outside drinking smoke. Talking about complaining, probably complaining about their wife or whatever. They didn't do anything. And me growing up, I grew up around more women than I did men too. So it's kind of part of why I knew how to cook clean and all the other stuff, blah, blah, blah. But um, I think it's important to each marriage is different. Mm-hmm. Um, the concept of it and the precept of it is the same as far as that, that man should, should have a vision. And women that help that vision, um, and the vision may require you right now to be at the house more. It's just it's it, or it may require you to do something else. For us, I told Alicia from the beginning um, that let's. Me to have to work. Well, yeah, I thought I, I really didn't want her to have to work, um, but I take that back. I, I need her help now, and she does that. Uh, and then the other thing is that. I was kind of on the lines of Octavian. As long as it get done, I don't really care. But I did kind of tr- see myself kind of going some type of way, like coming home. What a dinner at. You know, type <laughs> thing like that. And I was putting conditions on her that we didn't even. And I just said, well, I expect her, you know, I was expecting her to cook because I was at the, at, at, the, at the work. But it really depends on the uh, the covenant that you guys have. So that may be, at least say, I take care of this, this, and that. And I say, okay, I'll take care of this, this, and that. Now, we're going to do it 
as onto Elohim, not, you know, despite the other person, not, you know, getting complacent and being wore out saying, oh, I got to do this. Because we're working towards a vision. And this order needs to be in the house. Because if it's not, it's going to be chaos. Mm-hmm. And then to the effect of her, there were certain things that I did not let her do. And one of them was cut grass. And it wasn't because <laughs> I, I think you were a weak person or, you know, embarrassed or something like that. It was that this is my, my queen here. I don't even have to do all this heavy lifting, all this physical labor. I'm not saying you can't do it. I don't want you to do it. Um, and that was just, that was that to me. And <laughs> we had to talk about it because you know, well, I, I just want to help you. Help me by not helping me on this particular <laughs> part. Because I just don't want, I don't want something to happen to you. And I'm, I'm, I'm a head protector. So I got to make sure that I'm leading and making sure I don't put her in harm's way. And she get out there, I don't know how to crank up a lawnmower. Which is true. I've never actually cut grass before, <laughs> so it's kind of interesting that I really and to do it. I like my grass cut a certain way. That's and so <laughs> when I do cut it, because right now it's hot. Build <laughs> <laughs> the beans. Anyway, but yeah, so as far as role plays go and like we're talking about, I, now I understand I don't let that what people say be my perception. We talk about it and we come up with a plan together. And let's execute. And that's, that's just how it is in our household now. It wasn't like that at first, but it is now. Yeah, I don't even like the heavy lifting and, and simple things. Like, she'll be taking her bags out of the car, and she'll just pick all of them up and start walking. And I'm like, I'm right, I'm right here. You're not finna carry that. Like that's... They got some type of super strength, because at least you'll be doing I can't even carry all them bags like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, I'm like, like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I guess for me, as far as like Tori cutting the grass, the reason I saw it as disrespectful because I'm like, this is something that I want to do for my wife. Mm. Also, you know, cutting grass to me is almost like, you know, how Dr. Larry talk about fishing and just mm. like how he can clear his mind. That's how it is when I cut the grass because I grew up cutting like three, four acres. Oh, like, wow. You know, like every because we grew up in the country. And uh, so, I mean, cutting grass to me, it was like it was just a way for me to free my mind. And um, when she asked to do it, I was like, no, this is something I want to do for my wife. I'm like, you take care of the house. I take care of the outside of the house. So that's kind of how I saw it. Um, And I called Dr. Larry, and he was like, let her cut it. But he he was like, (laughs) he explained, because he was saying that, um, you know, she grew up with her dad. And so uh, she was like, she want to do stuff like that. And so I, I taught her how to use, well, I'm teaching her. Yeah, yeah, because I zero still turn. can't start that zero turn. Like, <laughs> I just, he turned on and I get on it. So, yeah. So, I let her use the zero turn, and basically, she's just riding around, messing up my grass. I need so, to get the ball. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, what's the, and then the other point I wanted to make was, like, you know, as far as, you know, it didn't really bother me about her doing physical stuff or, or helping with the, the business, like, doing the labor, like y'all talking about. Because, I mean, Again, I grew up in the country and I was around my mom. My mom was country. So, like, my mom would go out and bust wood. Yeah. Like, my mom, like, she does a lot of, like, you know, I guess you stuff that, because she, she grew up being a tomboy. And so, a lot of stuff that she would, uh, like, she spends a lot of time outside, you know, in her garden doing different stuff. I mean, my mom would do any, you know, landscaping, anything like that, like that a man would do. My mom could do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
you know, my dad never liked it, but you know, sometimes he wouldn't be home, and so she would do it when he wasn't home. And then she she wouldn't. Uh, and then my dad come to me was like, "I see that you chopped the wood today," and um, <laughs> it would be my mom that did it. So, <laughs> and then you know, it was just different stuff like that. And I didn't say anything because I didn't, you know, because I knew that she would. I say she would get in trouble. But um, it really learning the roles and learning that you know, because my wife want to do stuff again, because she you know she saw her dad so. For me, learning that that's something that um, as a man that I want to do. I mean, I do physical labor, you know, with the business and stuff. So it's not that I'm incapable of doing or don't want to do it. It's just more so it didn't bother me at, at that time. Mm-hmm. So really stepping into roles and learning positions. Again, that's another uh, situation where I had to change my mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I have to submit to him. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tori. Go ahead. I guess for me, once again, growing up with my dad, he did everything, the cooking, the cleaning, the inside, the outside. Like he, his thing growing up was, you may not have somebody there to do it for you, so you need to know how to do it. He really wanted me to, you know, be self-sufficient. So I did all of it and I brought it into our marriage on top of like the cooking and cleaning. And I guess now I don't really, sometimes I ask him to like do some things like I think like when my when we first got married, I was not taking out trash. I'm like, you do that, like I'll put it to the side, but I'm not doing it. And so it's just um yeah, so I guess I had more so the traditional you cook, you clean, but I'll go outside and do stuff too, if that makes any type of sense. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with Denise, I was raised like y'all. Except because <laughs> y'all know Dr. Smith, he's a working man. Or if you don't know, he's a working man. I mean, that man will work from sun up to sundown, still come on and teach two hours like he'd been studying all day. And so that's what I grew up around. And so I'm used to doing and working. And then with Demetrius, he didn't want me doing all that. I think, you know, he already admitted, like in the beginning, especially with our business, he was not open. Cause I'm like, I know how to paint. Like, and then he would even, you know, say that. And I have to admit, like, I felt like, that's uh what's the word chauvinistic that's chauvinistic like what you mean this 21 you know but i quickly had to realize like it's more so about that submission it's not about the task you know like he could ask me to he may not want me to i don't know 15 or whatever it's really about me submitting to him versus the task i think people get so stuck on you know on that part and so i just had to learn that okay if he doesn't feel comfortable with it, then cool. You know, when he asks me, I'll be happy to, and and that sort of thing. But you know, I had to adjust. I guess, like, if that's not the role he wants me to have, I'll just be over here until you need me. So, and but that was hard for me because I like to overhelp, and sometimes mm-hmm. I overdo it. So, just learning how to kind of dial it back and be called on <laughs> was, I guess, the lesson I had to. Yeah, no, I get that. I completely understand that when I really, um, I think recently Dr. Leary talked about the man and the woman, their bodies are just made differently. And that clicked for me like, oh, so I ain't supposed to be out here getting 15 chairs like him. Like my five are okay. But (laughs) at the same time, I had to learn that it's the reason he doesn't want me to do this. And like you were saying, Alicia submitted that because I learned the hard way because I hurt my back. back. So yeah, so I... (laughs) I get that. Mm-hmm. I won't be so hard hit next time. <laughs> Me, sis. <laughs> well, we don't have much time left, so I guess we can go ahead and wrap up. But 
I guess I can share one last thing. I know for us, when it came to, um, as far as like who's helping with the vision and stuff like that, when we got married, we figured out like very quickly after that she was pregnant. So within like the first year of us getting married, we had twins. So while I was still trying to figure out who I was and what I was doing, mm-hmm. we had twins. Then when I figured it out, it was like, okay, I can see where I need her help with this and this and this, but most of her time is with twins. And I see how tired she is in that. And I was like, I'm just not going to put that on her. So for a long time, like, you know, even up until now, I'm still slowly trying to figure out what it is I can let her help me with that won't drain her too much or won't take up too much of her time. Because I know with her, she really wants to do a good job. And I just don't want to put that on her of like, juggle juggle that and do this. And I know when she gets a hold to it, she's going to really go into it and want to do it efficiently. So that that was something that was um, really difficult for us. Just how fast we had to, you learn to be husband and wife. Now you got to learn how to raise twins. And mm-hmm. our son, he, don't, he, don't, he ain't going to let you have no time of day. Like he an energizer bunny. Like you you finally put him to sleep five minutes. He's like, all right, I'm up. Let's do another 12 hours. <laughs> So, but you can, if you don't want to add to that, you can go, well, if you want to, you can go ahead. If you don't want to, we can. That's fine. Like you said, you know, just slowly getting into that transition of taking care of the twins, taking care of the household and um, helping him with the vision and just seeing the importance of how much I do need to help Octavian. And he's the type where, like you said, he grew up where it was just him. So it's also hard for him to delegate. He wants to do everything. So I'm like, I can help you with this. And he's like, oh, no, I got it. I got it. Or he'll be like, no, you're busy with the twins. So it's just finding that balance. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, okay. Well, we have reached yet a ne- We have reached yet again another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. And you will definitely be hearing more from these ladies as they will, I guess we can announce, they will be having their own podcast. They will be joining the Kingdom Conversations Network, I guess you could say. So be expecting that soon. So y'all want to say something about that before we end? Nothing. Sure, I just want to say that. Thank you. Sorry. I just wanted to say thank you for letting us, you know, share this platform with you guys. Uh, Also, it's just always encouraging the iron sharpens iron. So I just wanted to say that, you know, I'm grateful to be a part of this, expecting to help others as well. Um, You know, even though we're going to be sharing things from perspective, it's really from perspective. Um, And so we're really excited to be, you know, talking about different topics that are um you know hot topics as they would say but bringing that conversation from a kingdom perspective because you don't hear that voice very much right. in today so that's all i wanted to share okay well if that's it we have reached at another end once again i'm saying again so we'll see you guys next time on the next episode so shalom shalom, shalom.